Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of Anime Was Not a Mistake. As always, I am one of your hosts, Dan Ryan, a simple man wondering how TikTok discovered that Lorax movie. Oh, yeah. Not getting any answers. Mm-hmm. Joined, as always, by... I'm Jonathan Kwiatkowski, and coronation? I thought you said coronation, Dan. I rule over corn. That's all I could come up with. <laughs> Is that Supreme Leader Snoke? Uh, I oh, don't know. Chic. Those fingers were really upsetting to see. Yes. That, they yeah. just didn't match. Well, assuming you watched it, we well, I, no, I don't no. think either of us did, yeah, but we saw the Twitter. memes. Yeah, everyone else was watching it. Yeah. So, yet again, anime was not a mistake. It's behind the times. Uh, yes, but uh, as always... You know, the time has come once again, the Mayflowers are in bloom, and we will not be watching anime today. Instead, it is Sinister Six, which means we're going to be randomly selecting some bad movies from a bag. Yes, (laughs) from a bag. And, you know, so, so today's episode, depending on your tastes, could go any number of ways. It could be... Hard-boiled, mm-hmm. could be patriotic, oh. it could be creepy crawly, oh. but that's up to up, yeah, to, up to the stone of destiny to yeah. decide. Oh my gosh, let me go behind the scrim. <laughs> um, but before we get into that, do we have any anime life or video game news to eh, discuss? I've got two little things. Mm-hmm. That's it. So just let me knock them out, and then you can deal with the rest. Of course. First is uh, the Dune Part Two trailer dropped. Yes, and I have to mention that being that one of my podcasts was rereading the seminal classic that is Dune. And, you know, Dune 1 did it for me in a way that sci-fi never did before. Mm-hmm. I was thoroughly enamored in that largest IMAX in the country. And you know what? I'll be there for part du as well. Very excited. Looks phenomenal. Austin Butler is bald. Florence Pugh is narrating just like she does in the books. And it's perfect so far. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, beautiful choice that uh, Villani is uh, filming the Harkonnen fight in black and white. Yes. That's cool. Love that. I don't know. It it seems very awesome. Like, I love it. Keeping their looks, the Harkonnen look consistent. Like, Mm -hmm. they're definitely going with the the pale, bold, you know, across the board. I think there's a lot of, like, if you look around, there's a lot of visual insights into how they're approaching this production. Uh, And it's one... Again, because a lot of TikTokers have covered it, but if you go and look through the many adaptations of Dune through the years, like the original, like, uh, David Lynch one, and then I think there were two television attempts with much lower budgets. I think the BBC did one, and then uh, probably early Sci-Fi Channel tried one. Mm. 
Um, if you go and check those out, it's very interesting to see over the years how, like, the production has been approached for each of them. Mm -hmm. Like, people were comparing all the, the Princess Irulans, uh, and I think in one of the TV ones, she was just wearing a bunch of butterflies yeah. all over the place, yeah. and it was... So it's it's always interesting to see how they they adapt it because there's not a lot of visual description of the characters in those books no. aside from like obvious personality traits. Yeah. So you know I, I I'm I'm always curious to see how things are going to be rendered in live action with this. Yep. So yeah, yep. so thoroughly enjoying Dune. Movies are back again. Nicole Kidman is currently filming her part two of AMC. I hear another also, sequel to look yeah. forward to. I wonder if she'll win another Pulitzer. Super Mario Brothers is <laughs> approaching a billion. I yeah. think really decimating. Return of the Jedi ranked in the top four with its, like, return to theaters. Like, oh. people are going to the movies just to see it again. It's back? <laughs> yeah, for its 40th. Mm. I didn't see it. Mm. Uh, uh, the Spirited Away stage show has been brought to cinema. Apparently we are, or Japan's getting a Blu-ray release, so mm -hmm. I'll be scooping that up. We, we have to. That, yeah. Everything you've shown me is... is yeah. Simply amazing. And the so. rumors are Totoro's coming to Broadway, so mm -hmm. as soon as that happens, I'll be purchasing... And that's been filmed behind a sheet, so we don't, we don't, we haven't I, no seen it. No one any, knows. Yeah. No one, they, they haven't, they've kept the secrets, Dan. Except <laughs> that it brought adults to tears, yeah, so. That's it. Um, and then my last thing, I returned to Broadway yesterday, mm -hmm. and I had a discussion a la those videos you told me that show up in your TikTok algorithm. I was like, maybe this will be the Dan equivalent for theater. Um, remember those, like, reenactments that always... What's the name for them? The Darman one? Yes, those. Oh. Remember we brought that up and then they were yeah. in my algorithm. I was like, oh, well, maybe I'll bring this up. This will be in Dan's algorithm because mm -hmm. it's in mine. It's a show called Grey House. It's a horror show that has premiered on Broadway. It's in previews right now. It's the first week of previews uh, starring Laurie Metcalf and Tatiana Masrahi from She-Hulk. She uh, which is another thing that I was like, well, this would clearly get Dan in. And it's dubbed as a horror play. Um, I can't really go into it because it, the plot is confusing. And weird mm -hmm. and zany. But I had a good time with it. It's a real thinker. And I know that A24 adapted The Whale to great success, which was already a play. Mm -hmm. This feels like it's screaming, yelling, pounding fist at the door to get A24's attention to adapt. Because it definitely felt like Nusperia, The Witch, and whatever I said yesterday had a baby. And I was like, these are three key ingredients. I could see this as like an hour and a half. A24 film, and mm -hmm. it's going to do gangbusters. But, okay. I mean, aside from that, the, the older Broadway audience was at least half confused mm -hmm. about what was happening. But I think I had a thorough handle on the situation. I mean, I don't think I would... It, it would take too long to spoil it on Mike. Mm -hmm. um, so I would just say if it does... If you do have the opportunity to see this play, if it tours, if it comes near you, if it eventually does get adapted into a movie, which I feel should happen, check it out. Of course. Good. That's all I have to say. Um, well, my news is all Star Wars related, uh, mm. but luckily one Star Wars thing is anime adjacent, okay. uh, because I haven't been watching any new anime. <laughs> I've been in my DBZ annual rewatch. I'm currently at the Cell Games. Mm. Uh, I forgot just how Goober Cell behaves in that stretch, uh, but it, but yeah, enjoying that. Mm -hmm. But everything else with Star Wars, I uh, having a lot of free time on my hands, I... Finished Star Wars Jedi Survivor. Um, I was playing the PS5 version. I know that it's had performance issues elsewhere, especially on PC, so do be mindful of that. Mm. Uh, but I had a great time with it. Very solid, like, action RPG. Um, 
with a with a very surprisingly heartfelt story. Hmm. And I, I would assume that we're due for, like, a third installment to resolve some of the hanging plot threads, uh, because obviously something's going to prevent these characters from showing up in the future. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but just a, just a great game, and it incorporated stuff from Star Wars The High Republic, those books that I talked about many moons ago, mm-hmm. uh, you know, to kind of go into some more, there's, like, remnants of what happened in those books here, which was cool to see rendered in such a way. Um, but a great game. Yeah. So, heartily recommend that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, also premiering this week, because mm-hmm. it was May the 4th, Yep. Uh, was Star Wars Visions Season 2. I saw, yeah. But I didn't see. <laughs> well, maybe I'll, I'll show heard, you some at some see. point. Yeah. But uh, obviously, a, a while ago, I did discuss Visions Season 1 on well, this podcast. We watched it together. Yes. Yeah, you, you showed me them. Uh, because there were a few choice anime studios, including Studio Trigger, that mm-hmm. submitted things to that first batch of Visions episodes. They were phenomenal. Uh, I, I think they've... A few people have, have shared messages where it was like, this is better than any Star Wars content I've seen otherwise. You know, if they're like yeah, I agreed. I, I like those shorts. They were well animated. And some of them, you know, they hit. So we got a second season Mm -hmm. uh, dropped on Tuesday, and once again, it was amazing, I would say, across the board. Uh, And this time, it wasn't just uh, anime studios or anime or, like, smaller uh, international studios. It was more international studios. So we had uh, the studio El Giri, who did uh, a short film. I'm not going to spoil any of these, but I'll go over the titles, uh, called Sith about a former Sith apprentice who is now channeling her trauma through painting. Mm. Um, And this is kind of filmed in the style of uh, Into the Spider-Verse and Puss in Boots. It's like that painterly, uh, you know, 3D model type thing. Uh, Second, probably my favorite, and what looks to be the fave across the internet, was Screecher's Reach, uh, which was... (laughs) Fisto's Fortress. Fisto's Fortress. And this one was from Cartoon Saloon, uh, the folks behind Secret of the Kells, and many other Irish folk tale movies. Mm -hmm. Uh, Their style is on display very, very apparently in this, and the episode itself, which is a cool, creepy little ghost story, very much channels like an old-time folk tale where it's like a, a kid is wishing for something, but mm, if they get that wish, they might not like the outcome. <laughs> so it's a it, it ends on a bittersweet note that is weird for a Star Wars episode. Um, then we get In the Stars, which was a absolutely gorgeous uh, stop-motion mm. uh, segment from Punk Robots. Oh, did uh, it have Mrs. Claus and the like, Heat Miser and... Sadly, no. Oh, well. It was a little too extreme for them. Well, that would make me watch it. Or the Empire might have yeah. gotten them, I if don't know. Rankin-Bass was dug up for a Star Wars special. <laughs> then, uh, then, uh, well, unironically, yeah, yeah, this was the closest we would ever see. Yeah. You see, like, a, uh, you know, a stop-motion TIE fighter, mm-hmm. and it's, I'm like, mm, like yeah. you know, Jonathan might like this. Mm-hmm. Then we have I Am Your Mother, which was from Ardman. I Am Your Mother! Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> uh, which is from Ardman, mm. the stop-motion studio, the claymation studio <laughs> famously behind Wallace and Gromit, and okay. many other, you know, uh, like, I, uh, things I'm assuming yeah. we've talked about on this yeah. podcast before, but, you know, Wallace and Gromit flushed away those, those types run. of movies. Chicken Run. Um, that was like a comedic little one where a girl's embarrassed by her mom, and she's, it, it's the day of the big... 
family starship race. I was about to say, what stupid is it going to be the day of the big pod race? <laughs> it, almost, Aww. but it's like a spaceship race. But it's but Bless it's your heart. Yeah, it's got like the their style of humor. It's very just non serious. Uh, then the Spy Dancer, which is from Studio La Cachette, Ooh. which is uh, La Cachette, very like. <laughs> It kind of reminded me of the way uh, Celestine and Ernst and Celestine yeah, when you looked. Guest on that, well, it, time flies. It it looked similar. I don't think it's that same studio, but mm-hmm. I I think it was from a French studio, and the voice actors were French, and it it sounded like that. Hmm. Uh, but very simple two D animation, but beautiful. Uh, like the stormtroopers are kind of rendered in in this 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 simpler way where they it kind of embodies the skeletons that they're supposed to look like mm-hmm. and then it focuses on this dancer who is staging this uh, cabaret Ooh. to uh you know get intel on these imperial troops who come in and booze the night away mm-hmm. and she's like helping the rebel alliance uh, very good episode uh then the bandits of golok which was made by 88 Pictures. I believe this is an Indian studio, so they put a lot of, like, Bollywood tropes cool. on here. Right. Uh, it, again, it's kind of filmed in that painterly 3D, uh, like, into the Spider-Verse type uh, thing, but yeah. closer to other Star Wars animated projects, with a lot of just, like, Indian-infused culture in this. Mm-hmm. They even introduce, like, an Inquisitor villain who is decked out exactly like a like a like a British Raj mm-hmm. Imperial officer. And it yeah. was just, it's fat. You, you wouldn't have seen this anywhere else otherwise. And it's, it was very cool to see. Then the pit, uh, which was from day art, uh, the pit, Dan, it burns, uh, Stagio and Lucasfilm itself. This was a, uh, more direct anime esque, uh, 2d animated one about a group of prisoners who are kind of enslaved by the empire and forced to build a pit to send resources to this nearby settlement, mm. and then when they f- are finished, they are just left at the bottom of this giant pit they've dug. Mm. And this is about their struggle to get out, and whether or not, like, you know, people will naturally help others who are being oppressed mm-hmm. if it's convenient for them. Mm. So, heavy message there. Um, let's see. Journey to the Darkhead, which was from Studio Mir. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one was the most anime of the group. Uh, probably my my second favorite mm-hmm. behind Screechers Reach. Uh, <laughs> it is a you know a a young monk turned mechanic who believes that uh, you know she grew up on this very dogmatic world where these force sensitive priests would receive prophecies and log them but never act on them never Mm. tell anyone about Mm -hmm. them they were just there to catalog information uh so years later this girl who's now like a mechanic for the jedi order decides to go back to this planet uh because she believes that if she can cut off this uh, cut the head off this statue that symbolizes the dark side she will somehow dispel evil from the galaxy Mm. uh and and accompanying her is a young jedi who was like traumatized by a battle against a sith um and he is deeply angry deeply vengeful and they kind of send him along on this mission to help him process his own like grief yeah yeah, like okay like maybe even good people can feel angry Mm -hmm. maybe you know, bad people can feel like Sad. compassion. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like it, it, it's about the balance between those two things. Uh, and then, um, Ao's song, which was from Triggerfish, 
It is a absolutely gorgeous. It looks like it might be 3D. It looks almost like stop motion, mm-hmm. but it is not like anything else I've ever watched. I just mm. recommend checking it out. Um, and it is like a this little girl. Her father works in this mine where they mine the kyber crystals. Uh, they would usually be mining kyber crystals for Jedi lightsabers, but some incident years ago corrupted all of these crystals. Mm-hmm. And this young girl is usually kept in the shadows because her voice resonates with the stones. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's about her learning about her gift and the proper way to use it and the impact that it has. But it's a beautiful little heartfelt story. Mm-hmm. So across the board, these were fantastic episodes, mm-hmm. and I, I wholeheartedly recommend checking them out if you have the time. Well, I'm sure we'll be seeing them. Yeah, very, very short. Each of them, I think each of them are only like 15 minutes mm-hmm. at most. So mm. worth the worth a watch. Yeah. But is there a pod race band episode? No. Oh. No. The Ardman <laughs> the Ardman one is the closest one, but it has their their usual humor. Like they got they got Dennis Lawson to voice Wedge Antilles, mm-hmm. who's like a pilot and he's like a douche version of himself selling mm. merch and things like that. Okay. So interesting. Mm-hmm. So do we have a tangent? You said that you Well yes, I, I did some work for you, Dan. Okay. In my time off. Um I was prompted. Pokemon prompts, mm-hmm. you know, last week. I did a few of them, not all of them. I did about half. And these are just uh, vague ideas that I figured I could spitball to you and you can rework them into magnificent drawings as you often do. Okay. So the first thing, um, I, I worked more on the types mm-hmm. that you gave me besides Elvismon and Rainforest. Mm-hmm. Just I, I did keep it in the Rainforest spectrum. Yes. So they both work for both. So first was Bug Dragon, which is a type after my own heart. I love bugs. I love dragons. And I found that the land of Patagonia exists. Mm -hmm. And I said, wow, there's a lot of interesting flora and fauna here that I have not touched yet. Mm -hmm. And in fact, there is a shield bug named after Smog. Okay. (laughs) And he lives in Patagonia. And uh, I said we could have a short sword and shield theme for this bug, uh, kind of like a dragon guarding a horde. Mm-hmm. That could be like its principle. Um, oh, perfect. <laughs> I said that maybe it could start out because these things need like three Evos. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could start out as like a peasant grub, like, you know, the surf, surfing on the perfect. land or whatever. Uh, then a knight shield slash sword chrysalis theme because we haven't got one of those where like the middle stage bug chrysalis Evo does something. Mm-hmm. So I thought that would be cool. Like maybe it turns into a sword. Maybe it's a shield at times. It swaps. Perfect. I thought that would be cool. And then to a jeweled beetle serpent that kind of like blends together the the shield beetle tropes, but maybe make it a little more dragon-esque. Oh, this thing's going to be awesome. Yeah, I said (laughs) that would be cool. And like the one idea I had was like maybe when it opens its shell, like you see all the jewels it's hoarding inside. Okay. I was like, that would be a cool thing to see. Like from the outside, maybe it's a little more plain, a little more sinister. But then when it like reveals itself, it's like smog seeing the golden statue and it's bast in beauty. I like it. Yeah. Like it a lot. Uh, next one. This is a personal favorite. I didn't really think it through, but I think it would work on this. I turned to Fire Fairy, and my first <laughs> my first idea was either hot candy or chili pepper. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you want to do, like, a chupa chupa thing, which is, like, a regional uh, lollipop, which is, like, a hot lollipop that people people I, snack I could, on. I could like, be- maybe it's seemingly cute, but it's, like... I know we did suggest that there's, like, a little heat devil thing. One, a long time ago, like a little Diablo, maybe that could be our fairy fire. Like if we can rework that. Well, we already, we already. Yeah. He, he is. Uh, 
I would say this can just be its own thing okay. because little the little stinker devil you yeah. gave me has like a dark carnival theme. Okay. So he, the, those yeah. ones are already, they occupy their own biome yeah. up there. So this will be good to stick down. So I thought south. like maybe hot candy, deceptively sweet, but actually mm-hmm. spicy. Okay. So you could either take it in the chili pepper form or chupa chupa, which is like a lollipop. Okay. And maybe we can have like, I know we have lots of variations on Pokemon already, but maybe like different flavors. Sure. Depending on whatever. Do anything we oh, feel like. Deceptive heat. <laughs> um, next one is a tricky one, but I found some interesting lore. Maybe I'll save that one for last because I have a lot more on this one than the. I I did vaguely touch upon fire water. Mm-hmm. Um, I just said Geysermon, something with steam, something with Geyser. I'm still working on that, but just to throw that out because I know we have Volcanoron. Volcanion. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, oh, <laughs> I always no. forget him. Yeah, he's. <laughs> A lot of people. He's an though. odd, yeah. Yeah. He's an odd one, that one. But uh, I'm working on that one. And then for Ice Steel, we definitely need a narwhal. <laughs> a narwhal, narwhal, swimming in the ocean. Do we have a narwhal? We sort of do. Who? Uh, <laughs> I requested your permission to make a little elephant seal that oh, evolves okay. into Trunko, who <laughs> was that, that weird <laughs> white whale thing that okay. showed up. So that'll be a water ice type, so... Um, yeah, I just, I thought Narwhal would steal with, like, the tooth. You know, I think that made sense. Because we also do have a Marlin prompt yeah. that you okay. suggested. Okay. Uh, but I could also just make a Narwhal that is water steel that, oh. who is like a jouster. I'll keep working on that. Okay. But that, keep that in mind. I'll keep working on that. And then my last one, there's a lot going on here. Ice poison. I thought this was a very interesting typing. So my first thought was to a poison dart frog in, like, a winter coat. But... We have a lot of poison dart frog Pokemon with yeah, like we... Toxicroak and stuff, and we have one already. Yeah. So I said that won't work, and then I was like, oh, uh, I was thinking about like the folklore, like Snow Queen. Like if we could do something like that, where like it's a, it's kind of almost like a frost lass hiding out in like a, mm-hmm. a, a snowy region that when you get too close to it, it's like, oh, I'll steal your heart or something like that. I'll turn your heart to ice. Okay. Like that, but uh, then. Um, I said, like, a beautiful but deadly Pokemon. I know that was one of your other prompts. Like, beautiful, seemingly beautiful, but deadly on the inside. So mm-hmm. that's, like, kind of the, the mantra I was going for. Uh, I thought of, like, a crystal or snowflake dripping in poison. Um, I thought about flamingos because they live in toxic water. So maybe if we put a flamingo in a, a coat of sorts. That is living in, like, a polluted So, okay. So I also found out in South America they have these lithium lakes... Which are poison. Okay. Um, and they're like multicolored. So that would be like cool. That, um, that's in our map. Yeah. I, I put it in the map yeah. in case. And then if the the flamingo doesn't work, like, and it's like luring people into the lithium, maybe. Mm-hmm. Like sirenesque. Um, if the flamingo doesn't work, there's also a small cat known as a margay. That is native to South America mm-hmm. that I thought would also work as well. Like it, 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 a lot of it is that beautiful, but deadly sinister, but sweet or sweet, but appearing sweet, but actually sinister. Okay. So, you know, some, just some ideas. I will try some variation of all of these. The yeah. flamingo, even if it's not ice poison, if, mm-hmm. even if that ends up being like flying poison or something, like I, I want to put that flamingo mm-hmm. in somehow. Yeah. Uh, but I will, I will swing all like variants of these by you first obviously we'll mm-hmm. bring them back to the podcast this but these are phenomenal sir yes so, I, uh, I tried um 
in terms of, uh, you know, it could end up being the Ice Queen, it could end up being, but I, I figured I would just open this to you, mm-hmm. like, not deciding it myself, because if anything, uh, a lot of the tropes being discussed here are more your speed. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm already charging you with, with thinking over what you want the Elvis Mon to be yep. for our battle frontier. Mm-hmm. I think that the, I think... For the time being, I might shelve Monarch Butterfly um, until I can figure out a better way to approach it. Mm -hmm. So if you also want to start thinking on something for the Queen of Hearts, one of your favorite tropey characters, Mm -hmm. what her signature would be. Um, It could be literally be this Ice Queen. It could, if you, uh, you know, I could make an attempt at... uh, now, we obviously were an anime podcast. I was thinking, like, the Olms from... Uh, well, we don't have a card Pokemon yet, Dan. We don't. Yeah. So that, that mm-hmm. would also be, mm-hmm. you know... And that would work in Vegas, because you know what they do in Vegas, don't you? Yeah. They gamble. Yeah, and that's... <laughs> well, like, all of the the Frontier brains are already named, like, Ace of Spades, mm-hmm. like, King of Diamonds, things yeah. like that. So, you know, the, the theming is there, and however you want to play with it, by all means. Mm-hmm. Um... But uh, think on that, and, you know, I'm going to, like, work on the Monarch Butterfly in the, in the on the side. Because it's definitely, over the, over the months that we've been doing these prompts, you've suggested, like, a Neon Light Butterfly, mm-hmm. a Neon Light Bug. Mm-hmm. Uh, I tried to workshop that into, like, a little Ohm from uh, Nausicaa, Nausicaa mm-hmm. who could maybe evolve into, like, a Neon Butterfly. Um, but... We we have had a lot of butterflies. Yeah. We also technically well, you know, it's my bias is showing. I do uh, no, a, I do but love a butterfly. I just need more time yeah. to to kind of workshop it until mm-hmm. I come up with a design that uh, is fitting for yeah. for everything. Um, but we'll probably end up just putting it in there because mm-hmm. uh, it would also be good for um, even if even if Vegas Queen doesn't get it, it might also be good for Champion to have. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, so I'll work on that, mm. and then. Uh, one key request to factor in. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is this is not related to any previous request, but you can incorporate it as you see fit. Uh, when we've been finalizing a lot of these prompts, I've like switched around some typings mm-hmm. in the background. Um, to the benefit of those mons, yeah. Uh, like obviously back when we were thinking over the astronaut, you gave me like the moon rabbit pounding mm-hmm. the mochi, yep. etc. So that's like a a good psychic fairy type that the astronaut can use they have not gotten art yet but i i've been moving around the types uh and oddly enough that has left us with a deficit of primary fairy types and pure fairy types so if you have anything that you that you can think of that that would because i i went down the big stupid spreadsheet i have and that's strange for fairy yes Hmm. like we have a lot of secondary type fairy ones um but a lot of the pure fairy like we've turned them into other things so really that's one of the only types that we don't have equally represented yet so far um so just think on that just you know some simple uh you know primary pure fairy types Mm -hmm. uh beyond that i i think we're okay with other types but i will double check Hmm. um so yeah think on that and thank you for the new prompts these will be cataloged shortly and uh i will get to work so what's my reward uh a big bag of crap i think great (laughs) that's life (laughs) 
<laughs> but not really. Mm -hmm. Um, this is arguably my favorite pot. Oh, good. This is this is this is the most excited I've ever been for a Sinister Six pot. Even more than Congo. Um, even more than Congo. Um. Because uh, this time, obviously, usually I do the triangle of, like, tropes, like mm -hmm. action, whatever. Uh, this time, the pot technically pans out to two action, one sci-fi, but it does more perfectly fall in line with your usual setup of classy, trashy, and cheesy. Mm. Uh, in my opinion. Okay. Based on how you have ranked classy previously. <laughs> well, it's a broad category, Dan. I would say that this falls into it. Mm -hmm. So there is not... Technically, a bad choice okay. in this bunch, um, and I am just looking forward to seeing like what you what we end up going with mm -hmm. because I think that all of them will be enjoyable. And remember, our next Sinister Six after these uh, this series is our next Sinister selection. Yes, so. the quarter quell. Mm -hmm. Keep dwell on that, Dan. A ballad of songbirds yeah, six and weeks. stupid yeah. <laughs> songbirds and shit. But there you go. Select them. They are all under code names. Reaching into the bag. Ooh, thick cardboard. Paper stock. <laughs> which to choose? Waiting which on bated breath. Which one? Which one? Right, I'm opening the card as we speak. And the Oscar go. Oh my gosh, how did you seal these, Dan? Oh, just folded. <laughs> my, uh, code name. So I'm a giant spider. So what? Uh, oh, okay. <laughs> I assume this will be the creepy crawlies one. You have chosen the trashy pick. Mm, good. <laughs> Which is mm -hmm. Giant Spider Invasion. Oh. Uh, <laughs> I would thought it would be another spider movie, but I haven't seen this one. <laughs> so if you just, if you want to peruse that Blu-ray, right, it's a beautiful, I a cult classic, it says. Notes yeah. here. Interesting. There is a giant spider manhandling a woman as uh, people are fleeing, cities are on fire, and some military force is firing bullets upon it. So, uh, Giant Spire Invasion uh, mm -hmm. is a 1975 science fiction horror film produced, composed, and directed by Bill Rabane, a B-movie legend mm -hmm. who will probably be recurring in Sinister Six segments because he's made a lot of things yeah. like this. Um, this was, uh, you know, obviously a while ago when I purchased Congo and some <laughs> other uh, choice picks, I kind of... Oh, and the Incredible Melting Man. Yeah. I you've had a real sci-fi kick as of late. Yeah, I yeah. I went and, and well, fate has decreed that. Mm -hmm. I went and I kind of just shoved a bunch of uh, like horror B movies that mm -hmm. I had been familiar with into the pot, uh, and this is the last of those. Um, so this this is probably okay. the oldest one that was currently uh, in the pot as right. well. Um, but again, this was originally released in uh, 1975. Uh, kind of shows. Uh, the cast includes Steve Brody, Barbara Hale, Alan Hale, uh, Leslie Parrish, Robert Easton, uh, Kevin Brody, Bill Williams. Now, you're not going to recognize any of those names. Well, Robert Easton, I'm reading, is from Needful Things, a Stephen King adaptation. He is. Yeah. Uh, but a lot of these other people were uh, big TV actors. Mm -hmm. For instance, Alan Hale Jr. was uh, on... He was the skipper on Gilligan's, Gilligan's Island. Island. Mm -hmm. uh, and so at the time, these would have been fairly decent-sized yeah. gets for a movie like mm -hmm. this. And when it came time to do the casting, uh, you know, Bill Rabane didn't have a lot of cash to offer these people, but they all joined out of sheer loyalty mm -hmm. to Wisconsin. Okay. So they are cheeseheads. Mm. They go Packers. Yep. They, they, their, their love for Wisconsin drove them to be in Giant Spider Invasion. Hmm. Uh, so, uh, accordingly, uh, it, it, 
you know, this one, it was conceived as an idea. We're going to do a big spider movie. Um, and apparently, uh, you know, there was a lot of creative infighting that was going on uh, in, in order to get this thing made. Uh, so it was written by Robert Easton. Uh, he, because the script wasn't ready in time to begin filming, mm-hmm. at one point, uh, Easton was, Rebane somehow tricked Easton into going to this retreat thing and locked him in a cabin. Wow, and forced him to write. And forced him to write 10 to 15 pages of script a day, uh, you know, and told him to finish it or he would not be fed. Oh. So I don't know how that, that works under current movie I mean, that law, was old Hollywood. <laughs> but uh, that's, you know, that's what got us the giant spider yeah. invasion. You think Judy Garland was allowed to eat on the set of Wizard of Oz? Almost certainly not. No, only if it was uppers or downers, Dan. Uh, but again, Bill Rebane was you know he was an existing filmmaker uh and he secured like three hundred thousand dollars uh to make this uh he you know it's all filmed in gleason tomahawk in merrill wisconsin Hmm. with some uh one of my favorite scenes being shot at the university of wisconsin uh just just all all wisconsin i'm just saying you know i hate to offend any wisconsinites in the audience but if we lost wisconsin to giant spiders but who would... I mean, I would rather it be Florida. But <laughs> yes, uh, but, I, I think we all would. But I don't think that would be high up. Wisconsin wasn't technically uh, at, at risk, in, <laughs> even in the plot of this oh, movie. Okay. But we'll get to that in all a right. second. Okay. Uh, so there was a special effects artist hired uh, who designed the spiders. But as we will see, uh, you know, they're, they're, the final product is not that good. Mm. Um, so... One famous, another famous anecdote from the set of this movie is, uh, the, the giant spiders were rendered somewhat clumsily, uh-huh. uh, in their big giant form, mm-hmm. uh, you know, on that beautifully rendered cover, yeah. uh, again, he, in doofy the States, we, yeah. we, we do not have access to, to clear cuts of, like, Berserk. Mm-hmm. But we do have a Blu-ray remaster of <laughs> the, the giant, giant spider, spider invasion. Uh, you'll see a giant spider on that cover art, as you mm-hmm. said, eating a beautiful babe. <laughs> uh, no spider in the film gets big enough to do that. Oh. Uh, they don't really get to invade. I they oh, right. they kind of just antagonize a town of alcoholics. Oh, well, that sounds great. <laughs> um, but the the spiders in their most giant forms are kind of rendered uh, as Volkswagens. With shag carpeting and tubes uh, to portray the legs, okay. uh, the the Volkswagens probably belonged to people on the cast and crew, so they had to you know probably yeah. drive home in them and yeah. disassemble the spider parts at the end of the day. Okay. Uh, but one famous anecdote was there is a scene where one of the spiders explodes, <laughs> uh, so the effects team covered the prop in gunpowder, <laughs> oh, no. and a crew member, a probably an intern, was set up uh, with an entire box of matches. To light the thing mm. up it did not light he mm. went through the entire box added some accelerant mm. this thing did not light so finally after the cameras were off the spider exploded uh. um and two crew members had their hair singed and they had to be taken <laughs> to the hospital to receive burn treatments Try explain that that's a Grey's anatomy episode <laughs> um so uh, you know, why this movie? Uh, it was mm-hmm. featured on Mystery Science Theater 3000, okay. but again, you know, we're going to get to view the full cut of yes. it here. Yeah. We're going to get to enjoy it in all of its glory. Mm-hmm. I remember it just being pure nonsense from start to finish. 
Again, the spiders do not achieve very many of their spider goals. <laughs> they don't get very far, they don't do much. Uh, it's just kind of... They're, they're, made, they're doing the best with the budget that they have available yeah. to them, and it does not always work. So it is a true B-movie in that sense. Now, obviously... Well, it's not a B-movie, it's a spider movie, though. Spy- mm, ah, ah. And the Oscar goes to... <laughs> but, um... <laughs> But yeah, so uh, this writer for... is non-strike. No, I'm just kidding. We stand with the writers who are striking currently. Go on. Oh yeah, no, we do, yeah, no, of course yeah, we do. Yes. Um, but uh, the yeah, so it it kind of has all of those tropes and cliches. Uh, Bill Rabane, I think, in in retrospect, has kind of taken it on the chin. He shows up at like film festivals mm-hmm. where people are celebrating uh, this movie and similar you know, schlocky horror movies mm-hmm. that he's made, and he was joking about, I'm going to try to turn it into a stage musical oh, and things like I would, that. I would see that. Uh, but no word on whether or not anything like that will be happening. Um, but in terms of Cringe Corner, the uh, the most obvious thing is the spiders themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, they trucked in, and <laughs> the, the Wikipedia page made a point to mention that they trucked in tarantulas oh. from Arizona, to serve as the baby spiders, mm-hmm. and then they evolve from baby spider to dog-sized immobile puppet mm-hmm. size, and then into the Volkswagen spider car. Okay, uh, that would be one aspect of Cringe Corner, but the other is you know one of my all-time favorite sci-fi movie cliches. You know, you you have the ability to shoot on like a university campus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, so what do you do? Use the students as actors. Use the students as actors and use the lab. Yep. So then, oh, yeah. There'll be a beaker. There'll be a Bunsen burner. And that is one of my favorite cliches. Yeah, science. They, they get to film in what <laughs> looks like a real lab, and the main characters can go consult their grant friend. You know, I kind of love that, too. You know. Would, you know, it, I'd be in a lab coat. <laughs> I'd have yeah. my glasses on. There's red a food dye perhaps, and, and yeah. blue food dye, yeah. and you can film yeah. there. It looks real. Mm-hmm. And then you can go see your grant friend you can give him a sample of whatever you found so that later on in the movie he can call you on the phone holding a piece of like you know teletype paper and go it contains strange minerals we haven't found on earth before you know heather actually works in a lab so So we could have her do that we could have her analyze spider a chunk of spider that contains elements not usually found on Mm. earth uh, but that's, you know, just always a selling point for me. Uh, it kills some some screen time, mm. uh, and it, it, it just it emphasizes how alien, maybe, these spiders <laughs> are. Um, Mad alien party? But I, I, you know, I do hope that you'll you'll get a few larfs out of it. Yeah. It should be fun to recount and cover, yeah. at the very least. I've got a feeling in my thorax that I'm going to enjoy this. The tagline is also, the scream you hear will be your own. We could have really uh, punched that up. Could have added some form of spider pun in there, I think, right? Like the eight-legged I, menace, I, or... I think we, you know, maybe, maybe, mm, but... Spinning a web of woe, like... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but again, they don't get to do very many spider things. And also, the scream you hear will be your own. Is that from horror or from, like... I, from realizing disgust. what movie you're <laughs> yeah, watching. I don't you know. know. You're not going to realize it's you screaming until yeah. it's too late. Well, you're already watching yeah. Giant Spider Invasion. Hmm. Uh, but, you know... Again, I hope it'll be an enjoyable experience. Yeah, I'm excited. I even liked Melting Man. I just found it a little slow. Yeah, yeah. and I, I can't guarantee that this will be action-packed, yeah. but I think it'll be up on the stupid factor. Mm-hmm. Again, this was the trashy of the three, uh, but 
yeah, are, are you ready to, to get into it? Yeah, I've got my novelty-sized giant raid <laughs> to take these spiders out. <laughs> ah, good prop comedy. Yeah. Oh, what a tangled web we weave. Hmm. <laughs> We are back with another Sinister Six episode. Uh, we just watched the giant spider invasion coming all the way from 1975, reminding us that the only thing grosser than a big spider is humanity. Yeah, that and a spider Bloody Mary. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Which, you know, I wouldn't be uh, against trying some days. No, of course. Yeah. Um, but any any initial thoughts on where this stacks up in terms of Sinister Six? I mean, it's uh, good. It's good sci-fi schlock. Yeah. It's fun. Yeah. Better than Melting Man. No, certainly. Yeah. It it, it kind of starts to have, like, that 70s drag at the end a little bit, mm-hmm. where they don't really know how to end their high-concept sci-fi movie. No. Uh, but we'll, we will get to that. Yeah. Um, but first, how, how, did, how did these spiders get in here? We open on space. Yeah, and Earthbound music. Earthbound music. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a, uh, you know, spirograph drawing of a <laughs> comet heading towards Earth. Yes. Um, and it does... Well, it, it crashes down somewhere on Earth, but before we even see that, mm-hmm. we cut to Alan Hale as the sheriff. Uh, he gets Sheriff to, Jones. Yes, he gets to drop his signature line. He calls uh, Little Buddy. Uh, there, I think his name Dave. is Dave. Yeah. So uh, Dave, the local son of the guy who owns the local newspaper, yeah. is, is visiting because he's got a hot date that night mm-hmm. with Terry. With Terry, who is the sister-in-law of David, <laughs> yeah. uh, and David would usually be howling mad that somebody's dating Terry. Yeah. Um, but that plot thread, or that that on that on this <laughs> intricate tapestry that a is web, this movie, you might say, yeah. that thread will be pulled later. Yeah. But uh, but the point is, this this is the big jolly sheriff of the town. Uh, he's got his his finger Was on he the elected pulse. Or I don't know. Uh, he does have another like unseen sheriff's deputy with a mustache yeah who we only know is mustache cop i thought it was him until you pointed it out I wasn't uh, sure. but he is the law and order in this town yeah and there's a local revival going on yes yeah and as you kept teasing you think that okay we're watching a stupid sci-fi movie yeah this revival's gonna get crashed. I've read at some a Stephen point. King novel or two. I I thought that 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 preacher was gonna go. The spiders are sent by God. Yes, and and do you remember? Uh, I think the Blob has yeah. a segment of that where like the preacher mm-hmm. finds a part of the Blob, and that's an element. But you think that mm-hmm. the preacher is gonna be given a fire and brimstone sermon? No, and then he's gonna get spidered. Yeah, but that that does not happen. No. It, it is there's like a voice overlay at one point where the priest compares the spider to like a locust yeah. uh but that's uh not he nothing comes of it this this event is not interrupted yeah. by the spider i mean i i love when we have a good fire and brimstone preacher character i mean i could be a preacher dan i sweat yeah i talk loud you yell yeah. it, 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 you know so ultimately they they go unscathed but yeah. the main thing is that there's a lot of noise yeah and apparently 
we're in Wisconsin? It doesn't seem like we're in Wisconsin. No, it seems like we're in the deep, deep south. south. And I don't know how intentional that is or how the the culture of Wisconsin can mm. can like meld into this ta- like I I yeah. don't know, but it very much feels like this is supposed to be like a classic, you know, rural town mm-hmm. that that a monster would attack, but again, it is canonically stated many times that we are in Wisconsin. There is no doubt there. Yeah. Uh, so, but the main thing with the revival is that there's a lot of noise, and the sheriff is getting phone calls about, you know, how loud the revival is. Yeah. And, you know, the sheriff keeps musing that this night isn't going to get any more interesting mm-hmm. uh, if all they have to worry about is loud music. Yep. So, um, David... <laughs> You know, heads over to the Lester household. Oh, what a cast of characters this family makes up. Uh, and he meets Eve, oh, who is best the character award. older sister of <laughs> Terry, who is married to Dan. Yeah. Um, and Jonathan, what is Eve's chief character trait? Well, she's a booze hound, Dan. Yes. <laughs> she sits there, leaning against posts, pondering on her life's mistakes while sipping down something. And and David rolls up, and uh, Eve is like, hmm, it's a shame we're not closer in age, or I'd jump you. Yeah, if we were five years apart. <laughs> and and then Terry, the, the, the farm girl, comes out wearing a tablecloth as mm-hmm. a top, and her and David are going to make out point. Yeah. Um, but it is, uh, you know... Alright, so, so mm-hmm. something's out of order. Yeah. So then... That night, yeah. uh, Eve is married to Dan. Yeah. They live in a very filthy house. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's out of booze. She doesn't have a lick, so she calls over Dutch. Yes. Yeah. One of, but So Dutch brings her booze. And then Dan's boinking Helga. Dan is boinking Helga. <laughs> the, the town resident waitress slash brothel. Yes. Uh, and again, it's, it's, a, it's a very complex mm-hmm. tapestry of, of personalities yeah. here. So, uh, while David and Terry are at makeout point... Yeah. The, uh, the junkyard. Eve, at the junkyard, yeah. <laughs> Eve and uh, Dan get into an argument because mm-hmm. she's been boozing. Uh, he lied about going to the revival. Yeah. Uh, instead, he was actually hooking up with, 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 with Helga. Helga. Um, and they, they're getting into an argument, but then an asteroid crashes uh, in their farm, mm. or near their farm. Yeah. And everyone reacts to it in their own way. Yeah, guy on a motorbike flies off and and we have like a mix of like day for night yeah and then not day for night sometimes it's daytime mm-hmm. sometimes it's make-believe nighttime mm-hmm. but none none of it matches but yeah. yeah motorcycle guy falls off his bike the bike explodes um and uh, davy is you know they're they're necking at make out point but his car won't start yeah uh we assume that the spider impact throws off electronics and briefly, like, kills their batteries or whatever, because mm-hmm. the sheriff is getting a lot of phone calls <laughs> about, like, uh, you know, appliances not working. Your blender doesn't start. Well, what I recommend is go to Billy's Blenders. They open at 7. And then, uh, sheriff breaks the fourth wall, and mm-hmm. he's like, you can use the yellow pages. Let your fingers do the walking. walking. And if you had been a person in the 70s hearing yeah. that joke for the first time, you would have died fucking laughing. I think everyone was coked up in this theater. It had to be. But then he breaks the fourth wall and he's like, now I wonder why she hung up. And it's, again, it's the only time in the movie that happens, yeah. but I'm assuming it's just to let Alan Hale ham it up yeah. for, for fun. Yeah, need to kill some more minutes. Uh, so they, uh, what did I write? Oh, well, one of 
we we assume that Eve does painting yeah. when she's not drinking, uh, because the house it's is covered in with... children's paintings. Yeah, one is the fruit of the well, Loom remember logo. the baby died. The baby died. Yeah. yeah. Well, that character development doesn't come until no. later. That's why their marriage is on the rocks. Yeah. No pun intended. Um, <laughs> but so uh, originally, Eve and Dan do not go out to check the asteroid no. that night. It's best left for tomorrow. Whatever is out there can wait until morning. Instead, we get a bunch of government stock footage of like I would assume that this was from some kind of telecom info reel of yeah. like satellites rotating and planes flying and mm-hmm. people in government buildings connecting switchboards to yeah. other switchboards. What Grant does. Yes. Uh, and there is a strange signal that the government, <laughs> the Air Force, I don't know, is picking up, and a plane seemingly crashes. We cannot afford to show you the plane crash, mm-hmm. but we do get a shot of a plane, and then later on we're told yeah. that that plane crashed. And we see a graph. We see a graph, yeah. Uh, so... Then we kind of uh, cut to lady scientist Angela yeah. Lansbury. Yeah. Uh, she is one of our protagonists, yeah, technically. I think she's more of the Lucille Ball type, if you squint. She's given that voice. Um, but she is 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 uh, shocked because she's getting strange readings. <laughs> From her telescope and, and clipboard. Her science classroom coffee m- machinery. Yeah. Uh, she's The readings are off the charts. <laughs> the lines are going up and down. Yeah. Uh, Something's afoot. Lights are flashing, so she uses her red emergency phone to call the government and say... <laughs> that phone's hot. The barometer dropped by an inch, uh, <laughs> and, and you know, fill in whatever pun you want there. Yeah. So, then we cut to two government dudes. Another, yeah. One of them is Dr. Vance. Yeah. And uh, Paul. And his buddy, Paul. They are... I guess at NASA, a lot of wood paneling, so we can't tell, but they're in NASA, and then they correlate that they had just received a report of a plane crashing in northern Wisconsin, where this, uh, you know, Dr. Uh, Langer. Langer has just called in, mm-hmm. and they think, hmm, maybe this is related to that plane crash. Yeah. So Vance begrudgingly decides to go to Wisconsin trip, yeah. uh, to investigate this energy surge mm-hmm. and and everyone in this movie kind of takes their time yeah well, not a lot of emergencies no. going on he he gets a hotel and he goes to bed yeah, that night everyone eats eight breakfasts despite seemingly traveling from within wisconsin <laughs> yeah. the nasa outpost at wisconsin <laughs> yeah. uh so the uh back at the back at the 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 lester farm mm-hmm. uh, eve is enjoying her morning pabst yep uh, they are. I, I think this is one of the one of one of many gross scenes where <laughs> Terry comes in and Dan is like, "I'd put you over my knee and spank you." Yeah, and she'd say, "Oh, you'd like that, wouldn't you?" Like, like yeah. And and so we get the vibe that Dan has been flirting with this girl mm-hmm. since she was at least like eleven. Yikes. Um. Oh, and another tie-in to the Incredible Melting Man. Mm-hmm. I think. Because it's Dan catches Terry coming home from the makeout point date. Yes. And he also eats gross 70s chicken from yeah. the fridge. And his dirty long johns. There's like shit stains on these walls. There's shit stains everywhere. I don't know how this house got like this. A lot of Pepsi, too. Yeah. Pepsi logos everywhere, mm-hmm. so I think Pepsi had a hand in funding this. I can't be sure. I but know, it, spiders love it. They need eight cans. <laughs> of, of course. Um, but then the next day, uh, Dr. 
I'm going to keep Angela Langer. Lansbury Langer. is teaching space class. Yeah. She is explaining to a group of students how space works about black holes, about quasars, things that I don't think are in the same class of celestial I don't know. object, yeah. but she's going down the whole list of things that can happen in space. Yeah. Um, and then she is uh, busy fixing her telescope or pretending to fix her telescope because obviously the observatory wasn't going to let the actors touch it uh but but uh dr vance appears and we get some 70s sexism where he's like oh is is dr vance your father <laughs> no not dr vance dr lager yeah dr langer 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 is he your father like no is he your husband no, no. a son brother brother dog goes down the whole list yeah. and she's like no I'm Dr. Langer, I'm here to, you know, I'm, I'm the one who called you. Yeah. Uh, so they they go on a little walk <laughs> through, like, uh, an H.G. Geiger drawing. A wooden M.C. Escher. Uh, of, like, oh yeah, M.C. Escher drawing of, like, wood paneling, mm-hmm. presumably at one of Wisconsin's universities. And then they, they go down to the other <laughs> science lab, which is a high school science classroom, uh, it looks like, mm-hmm. um, that has been filled with big uh green line projector machines uh i think the umbrella corporation logo is in there too yeah um and this is the lab where they're going to be spending a lot of time taking in these readings doing scientific work to try to figure out what is going on filing their taxes brewing their coffee literally yes um but they're going to literally spend most of the movie here just Mm -hmm. you know Saying how this data doesn't just add bonding up. together, I guess. So then, uh, back at the Lester farm, back at the ranch, <laughs> back at the ranch, uh, back at the barnyard. Oh. If you want to want to go there, mm. Dan and Eve are kind of walking the grounds, yeah. and they're finding lots of dead cows. Mm-hmm. Um, Dan is unfazed by this because he says that he's going to just chop up the meat anyway, not knowing what killed the cows, yeah. and sell it to Dutch. The previously teased owner of the local diner, yeah. who will become a major player in this story, uh, but he's going to sell that chop meat to him, you know, uh, consequences be damned, yeah. uh, but it, there is a concerning number of cows that are dead, and they don't know what killed them. And a lot of mysterious orbs sitting around, too. Yeah, a lot of lots yeah. of orbs to ponder. Yeah, like geodes and such. So they, they, they don't know what the orbs are, they want to crack them open, so they go and bring them back to their filthy kitchen. Uh, then we cut to, uh, because when we last left Angela Lansbury and Vance in the lab, they said that we're going to need the sheriff's help yeah. to, uh, you know, investigate this energy surge. I don't know Langer, why, well, you know, but... He's a man they, of the law. But they, they find him the only place he can be, which is at Dutch's... Diner. Uh, getting a big chili breakfast. With a skinned raccoon on the wall. Sorry for the raccoons in our audience. Yes. <laughs> yeah. uh, Turn away. Really setting the scene. Yeah. Uh, but he's there having breakfast. Helga the waitress is there. And her nips are out. They... And that's when I pieced it together. I said, oh, little side hustle you got going there that Dan didn't realize. Yeah, no, I, again... She's pulling double duty, Dan. There was so many characters, it was like a soap opera, there's like so many character interactions and, and love triangles going on in this movie, <laughs> but no, her nipples preceded her, you know, they entered the room before she did, and, uh, you know, but this is the sheriff's local hangout, well, it's the local hangout for everyone, um, and Vance and Angela Lansbury join the sheriff for a very casual, slow-paced breakfast mm-hmm. where they discuss, like, how they're, you know, there to run some tests. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And what little character development we get of the sheriff, he does believe in aliens, because he's reading, in a previous scene, mm -hmm. he's reading, like, a steamy UFO romance novel, like, they came for me in the night or something. Mm -hmm. So we know that he believes in the paranormal, at the very least. Um, so they're there, they're getting clearance from him to run these tests. We get a joke about a Geiger counter that might be in bad taste, we don't know. Oh, yeah. Um, but... We haven't had any Geigers live in this town for a while. I went, oof. But there's... I, we Yikes. don't know if that's oh, how... I, the, I think that's what they were going for. What level of folksy this... Because Yikes. this sheriff will often make, like, uh, non-sequiturs Well, the thing that, he said after that didn't make any sense. It's like, oh, I always believed in physics, but then I discovered prunes. Yeah. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> I don't even know. What that mean? <laughs> And this like a lot Dad of, did like a double take. A lot like, of a lot of knee slappers. Like, yeah. He says something to the uh he says something to Dutch like like oh yeah you you might want to uh think about lowering your prices but you, you haven't done that since 55. <laughs> like like and then wheezes yeah. but a lot of moments like that's what the sheriff is there yeah. to do. He's there to do that and then mustache cop is there to be serious do the business. and then die later on. Yeah. Um, but they... Even see. Dan, or Dale, or whatever his name is, are trying to crack open this egg. They succeed in doing so, revealing these diamonds. Yes, they they are not able to break it open with a chisel, but when they throw it on the linoleum floor, it breaks open. <laughs> yeah. They don't notice the spider <laughs> The giant out. tarantula that comes outside of it. He scurries away, but then inside this coconut <laughs> is a lot of what looks like diamonds. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, Eve... It was already deep in her cups at this point, even though it's only like 9 a.m., mm -hmm. is like, you know, we can be rich. I take back everything I ever said, yeah. bad I said about we you. We could change our lives since the baby died. So yeah, they had a baby that died. Yeah. These two, there's so many more layers to this movie than we give it credit for. Uh, but the, these, this is a grieving couple who have fallen on hard times mm -hmm. in their marriage, uh, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so... But but the thing is that they're going to gather up these diamonds, uh, and Dan wants to take them to the rock shop where his cousin Billy is a purveyor of rocks to have them assessed. The economy in this town seems a little skewed. Yeah, they got a store for everything, yeah. though. Um, then, finally resolving one plot thread from earlier in the movie, uh, Motorcycle Guy is revealed to be someone's husband, and yeah. he is missing. Mm -hmm. uh, so and Sheriff Jones is on the case. So... At, at his own pace. He's... It, it's like, you know, he's gonna go get lunch. As long as that's a Crave case. Uh, <laughs> see, that could have been... That could have been in there. Um, but, you know, uh, while Dan is out gathering more orbs, he does come across the body... <laughs> And, and hides he, it. Goes, mm, no one knows about it. this. And all these spiders are popping up all over the place that no one seems to see yeah. or care about. But because they do acknowledge them. But yeah, we do acknowledge the spiders. We see the cobwebs forming. But Dan comes back. He's shaken. Eve is making a Bloody Mary, I think. Mm -hmm. But there's a spider in there. Yeah, uh, it was he was chilling inside a blender. Mm -hmm. I guess she takes a sip, spits it out. Oh, the vodka spoiled. <laughs> um, and to, to to anyone it may concern. As far as we can tell, no spiders were actually no, harmed. No, they do a good job. Because they had a lot of beautiful little yeah. tarantulas in this movie, mm -hmm. and we were worried that 
We're based on one this guy. film. Yeah. But they, by all means, they, they use editing and none of the spiders are actually hurt at any point. So yeah. th- that... Good on them. No sacrifices for the giant spider invasion. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, Dan is shaken. Uh, you know, he's... he's uh, Obviously, he's still on bad terms with Eve. <laughs> um, and he heads into town uh, to get them assessed at the rock shop. And Dan's always at this bordello and he has a few lines like, Oh, I found some rocks. You can get my rocks off, can't you? Yeah, I just I, I had to bring it up. But yeah, well, yeah, Billy. Well, Billy's kind of a scumbag. Yeah, I I don't know if that goes hand in hand with being a person like a ge- like a geologist mm-hmm. or what a mineralist or whatever the fuck. But yeah. he, Billy's kind of a scumbag. Uh, but he assesses the diamonds and he's like, well, these are like kind of look like synthetic diamonds. They don't have a lot of carbon in them. Uh, but you, if you brought me like a barrel filled with them, yeah. you might be able to sell them to like uh like a cheap jewelry place and where did these come from these diamonds they fell right out of the sky you might Ah. say (laughs) so that's the that's the thing dan is going to uh, that establishes that dan is going to have to find a lot more orbs to make any money off of these rocks Mm -hmm. um so back at the lab (laughs) angela lansbury and vance are getting more strange readings these readings have never been seen on earth before no and the charts are going wild the the dots are flying, yeah. the three matrices are off. Rectangle is spinning, but this isn't supposed to be happening. No. Um so then we get another scene uh where Dan Oh, this is where no. Th- this is another scene yeah. where Dan pervs on Terry. Mm-hmm. Because Terry's making herself a spider sandwich and a Pepsi. Yeah. And then Dan comes in and tries to like bribe her with the, the diamond. diamond. Yeah. And he's like, you know, if we if we walk out on Eve, then uh, you know, you and me could, like, run away together. But Terry's not buying it. But we did forget mm. Eve is dead. Oh, yeah. Well, at this point, yeah, she was... That was, like, the night before. That was the night before. She's going to bed in her drunken haze. She's, like, brushing her hair as the spiders are shown all around her. Her room. She sits on her little bed. You think she's going to get bitten by one of the little ones, but she goes to the draw for a nightcap, and out pops, like, a Muppet spider. A Muppet spider yeah. gets her. That startles um, her, and then these cobwebs are everywhere, but then gone the next day? Yes, the spiders cleared out yeah. after that. They, yeah. they, you know, they realized they were close to getting found yeah. out, so well, they left. Well, the, there's a giant spider on the house. Well, no, no, that no. Chases Eve, her into Eve oh, wait, no. in her underpants. Yeah. Yeah. Runs outside, uh, outside, and then she runs into their shed, mm-hmm. where a bigger man-sized spider leaps upon her. Leaps upon her, and that's the end of Eve. Yeah. Um, so then the R. next R. day... Pour one out. She would have liked it that way. Eve is unaccounted for, and then, you know, that, hence Dan is perving on Terry, because yeah. they don't know where Terry's Eve is. right for picking. Well, that's what Billy yeah. the Rock guy yeah. says. That's not uh, That's right. not a Dan comment. That's that's a Billy the Rock guy comment. Yeah. Well, she goes uh, yet like, again. you, you want to know my measurements? 35, 25, 35. Yeah, again, because you would also play this character yeah. in the... But, yeah, so they're... We don't know what the deal is with these two, but yeah. it's something yeah. not appropriate. Sexual, yeah, situation. I think I think one of the lines is like, "Well, we can't be brother and sister, but we can be kissing cousins." cousins. So Ooh. I didn't know the Wisconsinites were like this. No. Quite frankly, it's changed my entire yeah. perspective of that entire state. But you know, so be it. So then, uh, you know, the sheriff comes by doing his due diligence to check in on the missing motorcycle man. Uh, he also finds out that Eve is missing, but... All he does is, did you see anything? No. Oh, well, good all, day. 
tell me if you do. Yeah. And then Eve is also missing, and he the sheriff just leaves. Yeah. Uh, so the the scientists are running more tests. They have a helicopter, uh, which, as you pointed out, is, is featured on... I mean, that the, scene on the cover does not happen. It does not happen, uh, but the helicopter does. Uh, <laughs> it takes pictures of the land, and the land is blurred in mm. one spot around the Lester Farm. Looks almost like a web, too. I don't know if they were going intentionally for that. Or a very dirty camera lens. We don't know. Which could happen in this film, yeah. Uh, but back at the lab, uh, you know... The blurred land, Angela Lansbury matches it up with a spirograph drawing mm-hmm. and says, this confirms it, it's a black hole. Or a parallel universe. A, a space warp. Yep. is the it, Something crashed down, it opened a space warp slash black hole, and it has opened the door to a parallel universe that we can assume is populated by spiders. Spiders work in their spider jobs. <laughs> yeah, nothing but, like, it's just our universe nothing and then spiders. the spider universe. Nothing but spiders, the, the spider-verse. Um, so, we, okay, so, well, Dan is, yeah. okay, Dan yeah. is out gathering more orbs. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't notice a giant spider rises up, emerging from underground. And this is, like, the first look we get at the, at the giant spider prop. look as doopy. He's cute. Yeah, he is cute. He's, or, he's like a beanie baby. I mean, the mouth is unsettling. It is, un- yeah, yeah. It's very, very yeah. unsettling. It's very but Jordan Peele's nope. Seen from above, it's yeah. like a beanie baby yeah, spider. Yeah, it's cute. Um, and Dan is eaten by big spider. <laughs> Bones and all. <laughs> so now, uh, back at the house, cousin Billy comes by to investigate these uh, these diamonds that that Dan brought in. And Terry is just coming out of the shower, <laughs> topless in of her under because yeah. we gotta get the TNA. Yeah. Um, and uh, Billy is perving on on Terry. Mm-hmm. Again, everyone's perving on Terry, and... And then Terry sticks this diamond in her panties. Did that come into play? No. Oh, I thought that would be, like, an important thing later. Like, this is part of the mineral in no. or something. But... No, no, nothing really. The diamonds right, don't well, really I guess it was just a panty it. shot. <laughs> the diamonds were, like, packed up with the spiders so yeah. that they would have currency to spend when mm-hmm. they got to the other yeah. dimension to stage their invasion, but mm-hmm. it didn't work out. Uh, but Billy leaves in a huff... Uh, but he is, like, attacked by a little spider in his yeah. car. Not, re- not really, the spider's just there on the seat, yeah, and Billy him. freaks out. Mm-hmm. Then he gets, he drives into the web of the big, another yeah. big spider, mm-hmm. who kill, who tries to kill him. It's not the same big spider? That's true. Yeah. It, sh- it logistically, that big spider shouldn't be in two places no. at once. We it's, see it doesn't move that quickly. It's so shocking to find a flaw in this movie. But yeah, yeah that spider couldn't have gotten that distance in that amount of time. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, Billy gets away, I I assume, to live another day. Well, no, he crashes into the, the gas oh, station that's and right. explodes. He crashes into so a gas Dan, station. So Dan, he is in fact dead. And then, and then his car explodes and he's trapped in a gas station. He tries so to get out, but too slow. He's dead with he it. He fails the quick time event. Um, you know, so then, back at the house, Terry is, uh, <laughs> Surrounded uh, by spiders, set upon by spiders. And then, most of all, the big spider is on top of the house. Yeah. It reaches through the wall to grab at her, uh... She gets bloody somehow. Somehow. A lot of these characters get bloody somehow. She hides under the table while the spider takes down the house, 
even though the house is still standing in the exterior shots that are to follow. Uh, But Billy uh, being concerned, or not not Billy, David, (laughs) Davey, Davey, journalist kid, is concerned. Uh, He arrives at the house to, you know... To see the big spider in the field. And Vance and Langer, all the while, they're reading their roadmaps, trying to get to the bottom of this. Yeah, they're... Trying to find something. They're in an adjacent field. Yeah. They don't notice the big they're spider. They're hearing things going off, like stray shots, screaming. Like, oh, that sounded like a high-powered rifle, <laughs> but they don't hear the spider's spider call. Mm-mm. Which I don't I don't think spiders can do, no. but this spider does, because it's from another dimension. Um... But, uh, Davey manages to save Terry from the wreckage of the house, uh, and Terry is taken to the hospital and not seen (laughs) again again. in the movie. So we assume she died, yeah. Uh, so then... But in the best scene in the movie, uh, Vance and Dr. Langer stumble upon this giant spider and then flee from it. They flee from it. And they fall hilariously down this hill, tumbling over one another. Probably a dangerous stunt for people their age, but they, they, you know... It's now, without a shadow of a doubt, a giant spider it is, me what, with such glee. Is, is what's causing all of this ruckus. Um, so back at the sheriff's office, the sheriff says his stomach is doing flip-flops, um, and he very easily believes them when they yeah. say that, because like they're spiders putting- from an alternate universe. They're, they're putting band-aids on Angela Lansbury after her tumble, mm-hmm. and they, you know, the sheriff very quickly believes them that a giant spider is attacking- um, and they need to find some way to stop it or else, you know, uh, this, this, this anus that's been blown in between dimensions yeah. is going to let a bunch of spiders. And other monsters. It's, it's Stephen King's The Mist now. It is, but we only see the spiders. Yeah. Uh, that, you know, the spiders are going to invade. And the sheriff holds up these eggs. He the found man. rocks. Yeah. Uh, at some crime scene. And then I think this is what they suggest to do, that they have to soak up the spider parallel dimension energy they have to yeah they have to use they they say a bunch of techno babble and they're like we got to use a neutron shower Mm -hmm. device to douse the area in something to soak up the black hole yeah and honest to god if i was writing giant spider invasion Mm -hmm. i would have gone to dutch's Mm -hmm. and i would have had some scene where someone's eating chili and they're soaking it up with like bread or saltines and it's like and the sheriff's like i'm gonna soak up this chili and then the doctor's like Wait a minute, a soak? Yeah. That's it. We Stop use a neutron device to, <laughs> to that's soak what up I the spider. Done. There's so many wasted fucking opportunities <sighs> in this stretch. Yeah. But uh, but the people in the town, for some reason, are growing restless. Yeah, they know uh, there's something on the loose. And an angry mob is forming. Well, not yet. Doesn't it attack the carnival first? No, oh, the, okay, the angry mob forms first, and then mustache deputy stops them. Oh, okay. Um, but Dutch is, is getting, like, a mob together to go dispense mob justice mm-hmm. on the spider. Then we get to the carnival. Yeah. And this is very much what, what Red Letter Media calls, like, a shoot the rodeo. Like, this was a mm-hmm. thing that was set up, and they were able to use it for some quick footage. Yeah. It is a little carnival with a broken tilt-a-whirl, a Ferris wheel, and a, a swings game ride. game going on next door. Yeah, a slow-pitch softball tournament. It was mm. the Gleason Slow-Pitch Softball <laughs> Annual. <laughs> the Kobayashi Hot Dog Eating Tournament. And this was, in a cute way, very much one of those, like, this town is coming together to film a spider movie. Yeah. Because the spider approaches the carnival, and you can see the crowd... <laughs> Just like, having fun. They're waiting for yeah. the director to <laughs> say, say action. Fun! 
and you can see them chilling for a second, and then all the kids are, like, happy, and they <laughs> start running away from the... So, they didn't edit it quite perfectly, yeah. so you can see them... Uh-oh, giant spider is mm. here, everyone run this yeah. way. These doofy shots of the spider approaching, too. But the spider is approaching, it's got Gleason. Gleason, we don't see it, nope. but Gleason has been destroyed. Yeah. <laughs> so Yikes. It, and it is coming now uh, to whatever town this is set in. Um, but as the spider is, is heading down the road... <laughs> Most of the destruction is actually caused by man. Yeah. Uh, it's just people panicking and tripping and, like, trampling other people. Mm -hmm. Or they're driving their cars in panic and, like, hitting buildings. The spider itself does no. almost nothing. It's scared, yeah. It's just walking. It's really just, it's just chilling. Um, so, uh, then night falls, sort of. It's day in some scenes, night in other scenes. Day for night, other times. Uh, and, you know, mob justice is best justice. The, the people are out in the streets trying to find a spider. Yes. But J.D. Not, not J.D. V, v, Dr. Vance and... No, Dr. Langer and Vance. And Vance and <laughs> Angela Lansbury are like, Who's don't... Dr. Langer? Yeah. Don't let giant... Don't let the mob come to the spider hole mm -hmm. because we don't know what'll... We, yeah. we don't know what'll... We, yeah, something's brewing in there, but we don't know. Yeah. Them in the movie and us, the audience, don't know what'll happen if the people go to the spider hole because mm -hmm. we can't... We don't know what's in there. No. Um, we, we, I, if you fall in, do you end up in spider <laughs> world? I don't know. What a scary fate. But, the, you know, uh, but the one sheriff deputy is unable to stop the mob mm -hmm. from dispensing mob justice and... The way it's shot is that the mob is gathering, they got their guns, and then around the corner on the next block over, the spider is just chilling. Yeah. So this, the mob does not have to look far to find the spider that they're going to, mm -hmm. to target. Um, they just kind of go up to him, start shouting, spider swats him away and backs <laughs> off. He flees. Yes. Um, and then we get a bunch of recycled shots of people being loaded into ambulances. Yeah. I have to assume, like, accidental gunshot, because the oh spider didn't gosh. touch anyone, yeah. so it, it was, again, man is the most dangerous mm -hmm. thing, and we just get repeated footage of, like, people are dead <laughs> everywhere. Uh, Dutch is dead. Yeah. Beloved character Dutch, Yikes. he died in the fight against the spider, mm -hmm. and the spider is now heading back towards the farm where the spider hole yeah. is. Um, then it's daytime again, and, uh, you know, Angela Lansbury and Vance are out and about. Mm -hmm. Actually alluding to one of your opening comments in this, in this episode, uh, Angela Lansbury is like, it's almost as if that big spider is like the queen bee of these, <laughs> it's like, spiders. or like the queen spider, you might say. Yeah. Um, but they have flown in a neutron shower device... <laughs> Well, I like how they call it in early in the, the film. They're like, can you bring in the neutron shower device? And Paul is like, that's a tall order, but I'll do but it for I'll you because yeah, I, I love you. And then yeah. it, it happens, it's flown in, and uh, it, the main crux of the thing is that they have to pinpoint the location of the spider hole and then shoot a flare off to signal where to drop the neutron energy device. Mm -hmm. uh, and a bunch of extras who were not there previously... Uh, are helping pinpoint this hole. Yep. Mustache deputy is killed in a <sighs> triumphant fight last stand against the spider. Mm -hmm. uh, he dies. Um, 
we get your famous Vance. Vance. Uh, you know, because Angela Lansbury is running back and forth looking for the flare gun. Yeah. Uh, she deduces, obviously, that the spiders are coming from the geodes. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's okay because all the spiders are linked to the wavelength of this spider hole. So if we close it, they'll all die. Yep. Um, and, uh, you know, the device is successfully dropped. Big spider melts. Yeah, bubbles and... And spoils. And Angela Lansbury asks, could this happen again? And then the movie just ends. Yeah. And and the preacher is delivering a monologue over the credits, uh, not not appearing in person, and is like, it could happen again because the the plagues in the Bible took multiple forms. Sure, so yeah. it, the spiders could just be one phase mm-hmm. of uh of that. Of God's retribution. But this could happen anywhere. An asteroid could blow a spider hole in yeah. any given part of you know, pastoral America, mm-hmm. and... I mean, if this happened in New Jersey, that spider would be gone real quick. Yeah, we don't put up with that shit yeah, here, so... I don't think that would have happened. <laughs> but, but yeah, but again, the spider did not achieve much. It, it, it like, it ate two people, <laughs> but that was it, Yeah. and... Well, it did murder quite a few indirectly. It murdered, yeah, indirectly, yeah. It, it manslaughtered a yeah. few people. Mm-hmm. Uh, we don't know if the same spider killed Eve, yeah. <laughs> or if the alcoholism did. Yeah, that's true. But, Her liver you know, was going anyway. Yeah, so at the very least, it killed like three people, mm-hmm. uh, indirect deaths. But yeah, again, not much was achieved in terms of spider invasion. No. And they weren't really giant. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was a giant one. Yeah, there was a giant one, yeah. but, you know, hmm. they, they, yeah, they didn't really reach the big heights. You so. live, you learn. Yeah. Hmm. But I I am happy we got the one because this is I enjoyed it. It was, was one fun. of the stupider ones yeah. I got in the pot. It was short. It didn't overstay its welcome. Yeah. It was fun. It had some quirky characters that I'll be thinking about for a while. <laughs> it had fake science spiders. Yeah, yeah. It had everything. It had a lot of Pepsi. Yeah, a lot of vodka bottles. The town bicycle. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> pills, nipples. Mm-hmm. If you like any of Chili. those things, yeah. <laughs> phones. Yeah. yeah, all of it. Mm-hmm. Um. Before we sign off for today, yes. and you give a teaser of next week, is mm. there anywhere that our audience can reach you? Well, you can find me, Jonathan Krakowski, at Losing My Mind JK on Instagram and the TikTok, and Drink and Read JK on Twitter, and check out my other two podcasts, including Nightcaps at the Theater and Drink and Read. Uh, and you can follow me on Instagram at King underscore Dennis, where I'll continue to have more artwork to post, but also do check out our Anime Was Not a Mistake podcast, uh, Instagram and Facebook pages, please. Mm, and with that, Dan, you've, you've dipped your hand into the pot one time too many, I think. I think, uh, you got some, some bad movies in store for you next time as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've heralded this as the most important movie choice you're going to make in Sinister Six so far, because depending on what you pick, my Sinister Selection could be a torturous experience for me okay. and you. Okay. Um, we are still adhering to the classy, trashy, and cheesy. I'm glad that stuck. Mm-hmm. Um, some little teases for what you might pick. We may be off to Coney Island. Okay. You may be meeting someone the last of their kind. Okay. Or you could be going to hell. <laughs> okay. Hmm. All right. That, yeah. That's vague enough to work with. Yeah. Worry about. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, okay. I don't know how to sign this off aside from Spider Goodbye. I don't know. Spider Nora. Spider Nara. <laughs> Aradios. Aradios. Yeah. But Pokemon Company will be honest. That's why I earn the big bucks. Yeah. We'll see you next time. <laughs>
What? You survived? Anime was not a mistake spin-off series? The Sinister Six? Well, there's always next time. <laughs> As you wait with bated breath, remember to rate, review, subscribe, where most podcasts are easily found, including Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Pocket Cast, and more. Remember, boils and ghouls, if you enjoyed the hosting by me, Jonathan Kwiatkowski, stand-in cryptkeeper, and the Igor of my eye, Daniel Ryan, support us on social media. And last, but certainly not least, remember to reach out to us on Anime Was Not a Mistake Pod on Instagram, or follow Anime Was Not a Mistake Podcast on Facebook. This way, we can continue to make our anime-based dreams come true, and your nightmares a reality. Until we meet again, remember to constantly ask yourself, is anime a mistake? We know for certain that any film with the Sinister Six misnomer is destined for depravity.